0: Welcome to the Messy Family Podcast, Catholic conversations on marriage and family, hosted by our parents, Mike Kernan and Alicia Hernan. They're pretty awesome, but they're not experts, because family life is really messy.
1: (laughs) All right, it is so good to be with you, and um, the, the title of this podcast is, Our Lent is on Fire.
0: No, it's not. Our land is on
1: fire! (laughs) It'll make more sense. If you don't know what we're talking about, we have a story for you today. Sit back and relax.
0: Yes, you will quickly understand what what we're talking about. And we have actually even like a video to go along with it. But as you can hear from the sound of our voice, all of our children are fine. We don't want anybody worrying about us. We're all good. God is totally in charge. That's no. right.
1: Um, so we're we are in Lent, and we have um, we've had about a little over a thousand people who have joined us on a daily journey together throughout Lent for what we're calling Cana ninety, um, mm-hmm. a Lenten and an Easter program for uh, for couples, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of interaction, a lot of good comments and questions and. Couple of email glitches, you know, but but one of the things that we just want to just make mention of is that this is through Lent and Easter. You can jump in at any time
0: you want yeah, to our we're going to bo- kind of change a little bit of the trajectory and the tone of the daily emails that are going out. And really the focus, um, obviously, Lent and Easter are two different uh, liturgical seasons. Right. So we want to, just want you to know that if you are interested in jumping in for Easter, we would love for you to do that.
1: You can do it right now um, because we have all of our, our daily emails on our blog. You can go and just check it out there. You can sign up and get it through now and the rest of Lent. But as Alicia said, in Easter, we're going to go a little deeper into uh, celebration, you know, a little deeper into celebrating how we were designed uniquely, and we are uniquely and wonderfully made. Some of our unique design and strengths uh, that, that we have as individuals, as a couple, and what that means for our whole family. So there's going to be a, a, a I think, pretty exciting uh, new offering. So if you you haven't signed up and you're interested, uh, we're going to start something, I think, pretty great for Easter uh, as well. Right, because Easter
0: is about, I mean, Easter is about a lot of things, but we get gifts at Easter. And so one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to really look inside and see how God has created you and then how God has created your spouse and how God has created your children and discovering that Giftedness, which sometimes we kind of see as a negative, if we're very different from our spouse or very different from our children, right. but you know, they said in the '80s, God doesn't make junk. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So we're a little older than most of our listeners. So, yeah. But we also wanted to tell you that very, very exciting. Our member site is coming. That will be a place for our listeners to connect more intimately with us and have more interaction, to have interaction with each other, to have discussion boards. Um, you don't have to worry about trolls or anything like that because this is a paid-only member site for our messy families who are committed to being there. And um, we'll also have extra um, resources and maybe some extra fun podcasts too on that member site. So Okay. All
1: right. So here it is. Um, So here's the
0: story, guys. Ready? Sit back and just relax and- Uncle Mike's going to tell you a story.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So uh, this would be much better with visuals. So I do have a video that we'll, we'll link to in this podcast. It's on our website, MessyFamilyProject.org, that will post that as well. Um, so we went away for Alicia's grandmother's funeral. Uh, My grandmother
0: was 97.
1: Wonderful, ripe died, old age. Yeah, she died Convert peacefully to the faith and, 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 and a beautiful woman uh, surrounded mm-hmm. by her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. That's right. And Great, great, great great,
0: grand, our daughter is her great-great-grandchild. Our, grand great, our granddaughter, right. Our, our
1: granddaughter. Blah! Right. <laughs> so um, we're out there. We, it was about six hours from our home. And uh, as we're driving, after the week, so we had, the car had sat for about two, three hours. We drive one mile from the funeral home to our hotel. And in that one mile stretch, I start smelling something. And I thought it was outside the car. I had, I had a, a carload of, of, of children. It's a minivan. Minivan, right? And I smelled something. I thought it was outside. Uh, you know, I made fun of the kid in the back and thought that was him. But you know, um, <laughs> as we're, we're going along, uh, right before we come to the light for our hotel, we start to see smoke coming from underneath our hood. And, you know, car next to us honks and points, and we're like, yes, I know, overheating, a belt, or something is wrong with the car. So I'm in the turning lane, getting over, and the moment I turn, I see a flash of flame from under the hood. And at this moment, my fatherly instincts go into overdrive, (laughs) literally. (laughs) And I look around immediately and realize we are in a a narrow uh, drive before we get into the parking lot of the hotel. And there are fences all around us. And I couldn't, I I needed to get these kids out of the car. But I'm like, I can't get out of the car right here. I look forward and there's a car backing up. And I'm like slamming on my horn, driving forward, thinking I've got to get to a place where I can get everybody out safely. There's a lonely spot in a parking lot. I speed forward. At this point, flames are now coming out from under the hood. And as we pull in, you know, I say, everybody unbuckle. And as soon as I park the car, you get out and you head over there. Well, it was like the kids
0: in the back didn't know the what little, was
1: going on. little kids had no idea. They just said, "Well, dad said get out of the car." And I'm like, "I am so glad we taught them obedience." <laughs> I'm like, listen to us.
0: <laughs> what if, what Don't if my question. sister's was like, "My kids would've been dead." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um and so we get there we put the car in a park. The kids all jump out <laughs> one son because he's dutiful, closed the door on his brother, didn't realize that he wasn't thinking, you know. But everybody got out without a really a big hitch. I look back, Every the car is empty. I turn off the car thinking, do I get- How can water- I
0: stop this? <laughs> do I get water
1: bottles? Do I start pouring them on there? <laughs> and so now the flames are above the windshield uh, coming from the hood of the car. Um, I, I run out and I realize I left my wallet and my phone in the car. I run back in and my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter who was out of the car at this point- thought that I was on fire or something. Oh, did
0: she really?
1: Yeah. 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 Which I didn't realize I'm sorry for her sake, but, um, went in, grabbed my phone and, and wallet came back out. Um, and, and I didn't get,
0: didn't get my computer, which was on the floor yes, in the front seat. She will never let
1: that go. <laughs> you will not let me live that down.
0: No, I will, as we will talk about later in the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, and so then I, I get out and I'm looking back at a car that I was just driving seconds ago, and there are flames in the driver and passenger seat. Now we were so just crazy. seconds ago. We were there, and my first thought was Facebook Live. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no, no. Whoa, this is crazy. Uh, uh, so. Um, but then I thought I, I called nine one one and course, you know, got yeah. you know got the police and the fire to come and um and then I took a video and um because that's was,
0: what's on the website that's
1: what's on the website and I, I wish I had continued it actually you know as a guy I it was there was an adrenaline pumping through my veins that I had singular focus. Kids are okay. Right. I've got to stay here and make sure nothing. I, there was a car. I told the guy to get move his car. It's like and,
0: uh, you might want to move your car. <laughs> and, and he said,
1: yeah, there was a one car there. And I said, <laughs> buddy, you want to move that car? And he says, you don't need to tell me twice. And he <laughs> took off. Anyway, we waited. The police came, and you know, um, things started exploding. Neither. It's not like the movies, but tires. The pressure in the tires exploded. Um, I didn't realize this. I never thought about it before. But the airbags, because they're under pressure, exploded. And uh, my daughter Katie said she saw the air, something fly across the car. And the, and the fireman later said, "We never saw this before. Your your airbag. It was so hot. Your airbag was on the other side of the parking lot."
0: Now, I was not in the car with Mike. I was with my parents, so I was behind Mike. So when we pulled up to the hotel, I my my dad pulled up to the lobby because we were going to grab something and go to the restaurant where the luncheon was. And I look into the lobby and I see my sister Jessica standing there with all my children. And I say, Jessica, where's Mike? And she looks at me, she goes, uh, your car's on fire. (laughs) And I looked across the parking lot and I'll just never, you know, adrenaline is a memory fixative and I'll just never forget that image of the car totally engulfed in flames and Mike's like silhouette right in front of it. And I ran across the parking lot and all I could say, and this is literally what I said, I'm not, you know, whatever. I just said, what the frick? (laughs) Like, what? What? I just... Kept saying that over and over again, and he, Mike, was just like shaking, said thing He told me what happened, but it, we were both like,
1: "So it was a freak, freak yeah, accident. it was a freak." I've asked, thing. I've asked mechanics, I've asked police, I've asked everybody, and nobody has an explanation. We there was no major maintenance done. I don't want to, you know, we're not going go to all. The We've details. had some
0: people come to us and say that they have had similar experiences, or that they know of an people inexplicable have had fire, an inexplicable car catching on fire. So So it's not, we've never experienced it before, (laughs)
1: you know, but it, but it was, it was crazy bizarre. And, um, and and the the police and the fire were great. And, um, but, but the reality is it it burned so hot that they like, they put it out and then there was still gas that would leak out and would restart. And it was just, it was an intense inferno. Um, Mike's,
0: um, father is a fireman, retired fireman from New York city. And when Mike said to him, he was like, it just seemed like took so long to get there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he said everybody says that. Yes. He was like because yeah. you're standing there just waiting and so if, it always feels like it, they take too long to get there and it feels like they Take too long to put out the fire. Right. And then, but when Mike actually looked at the timeline, it, it yeah. wasn't that long at it all. It wasn't that long. But it just felt long and, at and, the and time. And, actually, and that's a great
1: point. It really wasn't long before the, the police and fire arrived on right. the scene. Um, but it's, you know, with our phones, we have time stamps for everything. So I have a time stand of when I called 911, when right. I have the video of the fire, the beginning of the fire. And then I also have um, a call from the police when they were already on scene and trying to put the fire out. Right. At which point the entire car from the hood to the trunk was completely engulfed and that was nine minutes. So yeah. I, I, I look at this and I say, wow, this was an amazing thing. We could have been on the the, the turnpike and a That's highway. Right. We right. could have been in, in traffic and stuck, and our kids having to exit on a, a busy road. We were on yeah. a four lane road just prior to that. I mean, all these things that come into your mind, right? But but God protected us. Now I, it was also this is Lent, right? So I had I had you know you got to be really clear when you <laughs> tell God what you're giving up for Lent. I jokingly said to my children, "Hey guys, we're going Amish this Lent." <laughs> and by that, I meant we weren't going to watch TV or have video. Right. I didn't mean modern transportation. Right. You okay? didn't mean
0: like we were going to do horse and buggy or That's walk right. everywhere.
1: <laughs> so, and, and God bless the Amish. But, um, so anyway, but we want to use this story, um, which really, uh, it, it was for us a an opportunity to look deeper at what Lent really is.
0: Right. And it really, that detachment from everything that was in the car. Now, first of all, I will say... Mike had taken our luggage out because we had to the, big the stuff hotel. He right. taken the suitcases out, but all of like our travel stuff, like I said, coats, our computer, toys, and- coats, you know, DVDs, CDs, like everything. I mean, my minivan. Books. I know a lot of the moms here can relate. Like my minivan is my office. Like there's all kinds of things I kept remembering that I store in that van, <laughs> and I loved that van. Well, I we, loved it so much. We also
1: traveled for but, a three day um, trip, so all the kids pack stuff for three right, days.
0: Right, and so, but. Not a tear was shed by us or by our children right. from all of the stuff that we lost. We knew that right. we were safe. Um, we knew that you know, just honestly, that we knew that we were safe. That's right. And that and we anything had our children—the most
1: important possession, if you will. Um, that's right. Was our children, and that's all we had, and we that's knew that.
0: Right. That's right. And so I think that that, and it really kind of makes made us think about that detachment from our material goods. What that does, it gives us freedom.
1: Yeah. like It's a a muscle, right?
0: Yeah. It it gives us freedom. So we had the freedom because why were we there? We were there to mourn my grandmother and to remember her life. And so the next day, like my father loaned us a car and so we could get around and the car wasn't big enough for our family, but we had other siblings of mine who were staying with us at the hotel. So, but my point is, is that we were able to go to the funeral and to be with my family and to not think about, you know, what had happened in the past, to not think about that and to really be free to mourn and to be with my family and to do all of that.
1: Yeah. So. I, I just think it's really interesting. You know, um, I, I guess I, I, I haven't thought about it in this perspective, you know, that we we uh, give up things for Lent. We deprive ourselves of some of the material goods of this wor- world. Now, sometimes we're giving up you know, bad things, vices, and that's a whole other category that we should not return to it on Easter, but, right. <laughs> but, 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 you know, good things, possessions, so that we are more free, you know, giving yes. up the things of this earth. So we're more free and cling to God and to the things that really matter. And, and it's, it's amazing because for our children to see them in that moment, you know, my mm-hmm. daughter lost their American girl doll or their, Cal- all these different little toys. And they were upset. Of course they were, but they really weren't distraught. They were like, hey, they dad, didn't cry about it. they They knew because they had developed a muscle and, and, and that muscle of detachment, um, is an important virtue that we maybe take for granted. At least I do looking back at it. I'm like, our kids learned something that I guess I didn't fully appreciate that everything that went up in smoke jackets and favorite this and that mm-hmm. they're gone. Right. But you know what? Our kids had learned how to be detached.
0: Yeah, like I had mentioned before in the other podcast about um, taking refuge. What are we taking refuge in? Mm, you know, yes, and are yes. we taking refuge in things, or are we taking refuge in God? Right. Are we taking refuge in God alone? And though you know our children and we we enjoy our possessions, but I don't think that are refuges in them, right? you know, right. that there are other things that bring us comfort and that bring us joy and bring us peace. Right. And I think that's, that detachment was really, um, put to the test.
1: So yeah, so that was, that was kind of like lesson one. <laughs> lesson two really was about, about showing mercy or, or charity, you know? And, um, so I, it was, it was cold, uh, that night and my winter jacket happened to be in the car. <laughs> so I'm sitting out there in, um, and it was pretty in the th- middle of the parking lot, parking lot right? And yeah. you know, the, the, the fire and the police, they're all bundled up in their, their gear. And I didn't think about that. I was cold. There was, again, maybe it was the adrenaline pumping, but then uh, my brother-in-law, after Alicia had come up, my brother-in-law comes and just put his coat right on me. And until he put it on, I didn't appreciate that I was cold until mm. he put it on me. And I'm like, he didn't ask. He just did it.
0: He said to me, he said, I'm going to get out of the car. I'm just going to put this coat on Mike. I'm not even going to say anything.
1: And that's what he did. And that's what yeah. I needed. I didn't need to talk to anybody. That's right. But I'm like, wow, I didn't that. realize I was cold. And then it, but it, it gave us warmth, right? And then you, you had mentioned how you're, we were, again, we we're in, um, around Alicia's family for the funeral. So, you know, a car was loaned to us on spot and right that part, you know, and that's what family is. But we got a bigger witness than just our extended family. We got a, yeah. a glimpse into what the true reality of the body of Christ was all about and, Our hour of need.
0: Yeah. Just think about that term even, the body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ. You know, what what does that really mean? And St. Teresa of Avila has this beautiful poem. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. And it's just so truth. Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks, compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. We experienced that. Right. Because you know what? God could not rain down money from the sky. Like God could not rain down on us another car or the help that we needed. But how can God take care of us? He took care of us through the body of Christ. So we had people messaging us.
1: um, So we're stuck in in about six hours from our home. We had (laughs) friends from Steubenville contacting us and saying, Hey, John said, I'll drive my 15 passenger van, come all the way out there, 12 <laughs> hours back and forth.
0: So I called come, just pick, to you come up. pick you up. <laughs> and he was like, and then people saying, hey, you can use our van. You know, when you're you can. are in town
1: until you figure out what you're doing. And...
0: Exactly. Um, and then my brother in law started a GoFundMe That's account. Right. Yeah. and it was just very like it was, it was very humbling it was, you know, it's, it's hard
1: to receive sometimes
0: yeah yeah it's very humbling because I know that there's a lot of needs other people have out there but it was but this was how this was what he wanted to do and people want to give to support us that was it was such a blessing right. you know to us at that moment
1: and also too in the midst of all this um and this isn't a testament to us it's just that God gave us a, a peace. You know, it, it was, it. you know, again, I didn't realize it was cold until he put the jacket on. Yeah. We didn't, it was almost like so shocking. We Absolutely. still couldn't fully appreciate that we were just spared, um, let alone that our car and our stuff was gone. Right. It, it was, it was still wasn't fully processing. So we weren't also, weren't worried about what was going to happen next because
0: we weren't even, we couldn't process that, that far No, I, I couldn't. And by the way, I, I feel like I have to say, I can't imagine people go through when their house burns down.
1: Oh my gosh. I, I, this is nothing compared to that. This
0: is nothing Or, or gets to
1: robbed and, and things oh like that. Oh my so, gosh.
0: I have already more compassion <laughs> yeah. for people in that situation. I, I just can't even imagine that. But anyway, so the climax of this whole story about right. the body of Christ taking care of us, the next day we went to my grandmother's funeral. And then after the funeral, this man comes up to me and says, could I could I talk to you for a minute? Because of course I was visiting with people, and I was like, oh yeah, sure. And here, this was a couple who I, I knew who they were because they're friends with my sister and with my parents. And he says, and this, the gentleman, and they're said,
1: listeners to our show.
0: Yes, and they were listeners to our show too, which I didn't realize. You know, I kind of knew them through my par- the context of my parents, but it turns out they're listeners too.
1: And they heard about our what so happened. So he
0: says, um, I was on Facebook and I saw what happened to your van yesterday, and I want you to know that we for the past two months have had a third car, a, um, a Honda Odyssey, 2011 Honda Odyssey. Nine. Uh, two, sorry, 2009 Honda Odyssey. <laughs> and we have been praying about who to give it to. And it has become clear to us that we are supposed to give it to you. And we have had this repair done on this repair. And it's not in perfect shape on the body, but mechanically it works wonderfully. And we, we feel like God wants us to give it to you. And I just started crying. <laughs> I just I started crying right now. And I just I just kept crying. And Mike walked, and I was like, Mike, I thought Mike, she was crying here.
1: about the funeral. I didn't know. I thought it was about her grandmother. I'm like, wow. Yeah, of course, there's
0: lots of reasons to cry that day, of course. So I was, I, like, Mike, I was like, Mike, come over here, come over here. And I was like, tell him what you just told me. And so, you know. Just, and at first,
1: I thought it was they were going to loan us the car.
0: Exactly. Mike was a little confused at first. And so they were like, and Mike's like, are you sure? Like, and he was like, we are giving it to you. Yeah. We are giving this to uh, you. Who
1: does that, right? Who does that? You tell somebody that story that somebody walks up to you, a virtual stranger yeah. says, hey, I, I heard you You had a fire and here's a car. Here's a car.
0: And you. and this is the thing too that blew my mind is that when he was talking about the car, of course, I was like, I don't care what the car looks like. I'm just, I can't even believe you're giving us a car. You know, The car is gorgeous. Yeah, they had it like detailed inside, it has a DVD player, it has like... Everything, like all of the windows work, and it's, it's a beautiful car. Right. It's a, It has a divine mercy plate on the front yes. and has the Eagles champion bumper sticker on the back. Couldn't be better. To <laughs> it's totally perfect.
1: <laughs> so, it, you know, when, when we talk about the body of Christ, when we talk about r- showing mercy, yeah. we, we have been so humbled. We have it's received very so it it's, much. It's very and I'm like, okay, uh, you know, we both are just kind of brought to tears in gratitude. And it made our kids think about, you know, again, who does that? It's like, they will know we are Christians by our love. How do we treat other people? How do we bless other families? That's I mean, right. this family, the kids even put like a little um, uh, a toy for our some of our younger kids, right? Yep,
0: they gave some toys to our children. And
1: I'm like, because they knew that everything that they had was God. Yeah, gone, I'm like when know? we were getting
0: ready to travel home, we're like... Okay kids get your oh I guess we have nothing no books no <laughs> toys. you know
1: it's all these little things you don't think about but um but this this family and 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 others that have been so kind to us yes. it's like wow am i that generous that's right am i planning for two months thinking about how i can bless somebody how i can give something that is from my you know my need from what we have and cuz yeah. we've all received gifts we've all received generosity we've all
0: received things we don't deserve
1: Right, and so um, it left a, th- these things, you know, the, the whole idea of greater level of detachment, uh, the greater understanding of um, how the body of Christ operates, how love, you know, so, so we've got fasting, we have almsgiving, um, that, that are, those are two huge pillars of Lent, right? And we had a supreme example <laughs> that just convicted us, I and mean, it left a lasting impression.
0: Yes, yes. So the last th- pillar of Lent is prayer.
1: Right. So, um, so I think it was miraculous. And I thought it was miraculous that we were saved from that car. I said that, that it, it was consumed in flames within 10 minutes, um, which I try not to think about too often. But the reality is, is we were saved from that. And so, um, the next night or the next day uh, after uh, after the funeral, I went back to um, our car because we had we had purchased a bunch of um, religious items, uh, religious medals as gifts, right? And so I thought, maybe wouldn't that be really cool? Yeah,
0: we were talking about. we were like, ooh, wouldn't maybe that be neat? Everything, everything, the plastic's survived, dead, the, bo- you know? the
1: books are gone, and all that. Oh
0: my gosh, the video of like him going through the ashes of the car—it's like. There was nothing
1: left. Yeah, it was it was down to metal. There were springs and all of it was just, and there was, a, a, everything's plastic in a car. And um, so it was all, the, the dashboard and everything was all caved in. The, the engine had fallen apart. Anyway, I don't go through deep, deep details. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it was amazing. Amazing if you don't think that we were in there 10 minutes before all of this. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm searching through and I didn't find it there. And I realized that they were in the pocket of the door is where we had those religious metals. And I thought, well, maybe they're actually in the parking lot, in the site where the mm-hmm. car went on fire. So I went back there and it's it's like a chalk outline <laughs> of a dead body, you know. It's, it's this this rubber and plastic comalgamated fused to the ground. You couldn't kick it to move it. It was just that's not going anywhere, right? There are there are some screws and springs. it's
0: going to be a pain for somebody to. I, find know, out. I know. I Feel bad. Well, sorry.
1: Um, but then I, then there was only one thing that caught my eye. It was just kind of shining. It literally, was just shining right there. I go over and it was one of I think maybe a dozen or twenty mm-hmm. metals that we had. Um, and it was the guardian angel medal it was the only medal that survived everything it' was the only thing that survived intact without and, and a little Mike's wearing it on but his nothing. scapular
0: now yeah <laughs> but you know when he he brought that back I was just laughing because Mike and I had like we were like running through the bookstore buying all these medals and so we got like a whole bunch of medals like Saint therese and Saint Benedict Saint Joseph, and, you know and, and all of these different medals and the fact that the guardian angel one survived I all I could think of Was the guardian angels in the car like saying to all of those other, you know, heavenly hosts, all of those other saints, you know what, guys? okay, you guys all stand down. This is our thing. That's right. We got this. Like, yeah,
1: you can sell a house. You can send a rose. Right. You can do that. <laughs> but, but but protecting the family, that's yeah. what we got. Th-
0: this is what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, and we, believe me, have a renewed devotion to our guardian angels. We went back and we bought out all the guardian angel medals yes, at the yes. religious We're giving
1: bookstores. them out everywhere now. And I, 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 I know we do pray uh, the guardian angel prayer, but I have to tell Every you- Every
0: night. Every I, night with our kids, yeah. I have
1: to tell you, I don't think I've prayed with great fervor until now. And, um, and I, 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 we, as parents, we need to uh, collude, if you will, with our children's guardian angels to protect them That's physically right. uh, as well as morally. You think about
0: there was eight guardian angels within that car. That's right. Um, and they were working. And I think it's also good for us personally to remember, and I'm going to say this because I'm really going to ask for your, your prayers for everyone who's listening, um, that, you know, Satan has a plan. He has a plan for our destruction. It, for, he has a plan for our destruction, right. and he wants to intimidate us. It makes me think of like you know like movies where it's like the mob bosses like firebomb the witnesses' car. They firebomb like the police officers' car, or something like that, just to intimidate, to intimidate people. Yeah. And and I feel like that's what Satan is doing because I think that he wants to intimidate us. He wants to discourage us, and we will not be discouraged. We will not be intimidated. And I will tell you why. Um, Saint Luce, or, I'm sorry, Sister. Sister Lucia, one of the seers at Fatima, had writ- written um, just a few years ago.
1: Well, a few years before her death.
0: Years before her death. A few years from here. Right. Um, a time will come when the decisive battle between the Kingdom of Christ and Satan will be over marriage and the family. And those who work for the good of the family will experience persecution and tribulation. But do not be afraid, because Our Lady has already crushed his head. Amen. That's why we're not afraid. That's why we're not afraid. If we experience persecution, which hasn't happened yet, but if we experience tribulation, we're not going to be afraid because we believe that Our Lady has crushed its head. God has won the victory. Yeah. And you know what else I realize is that Satan has his, you know, his whatever, his plans for our demise. Oh, yeah. But the what Satan cannot predict, what he does not understand is what the body of Christ did for us. The response. He cannot yeah. predict kindness generosity. How the Holy Spirit moves in the hearts of others to give to us. That car being given. He can't predict that because it's not something... Because I understand. couldn't have
1: predicted that either. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: exactly. crazy. Yeah. And, but he cannot predict the grace of God. So we can walk forward in confidence. That's right. In confidence, knowing that Jesus is with us. Our lady is with us, interceding for us. And we have all of you. Praying for us. And so we will continue to work for the good of the family. We will continue to work for the good of marriage because we trust in the Lord.
1: That's right. That's right. And and also, too, again, thinking about our roles as heads of households, as, as parents, as moms and dads, husbands and wives. We need to go deep into this and recognize that we need spiritual protection in our families. Right. And we need to recognize that we want to protect, build a hedge of protection spiritually around our homes, praying uh, to the angels, the heavenly hosts to surround us, to be with us. We will never be able to see around the corner. We will never understand fully what might come uh, tomorrow, whether it be for us, right. for our children, but knowing that God is with us, that he will send his angels uh, to, to round, surround us Um, you know, there's that, that Michael W. Smith song, you know, um, you know, the, the, how we fight our battles. Uh, we are surrounded, sometimes we feel like we're surrounded by the world coming in against us, but really we are surrounded by God's heavenly hosts. Right. And we need to have that kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, but that's our, that's our Lenten admonition from our own, uh, our Lent being on fire, you know, detachment, it's a great (laughs) gift it's a blessing and it also prepares you i mean one it prepares you for heaven but also for loss of things in this life yeah um you know getting to a place where you um you can both give and receive charity. That you can give mercy. and receive mercy. Right. That you can recognize how can I give to somebody else. And I'm I'm thinking I want to make sure we end this Lent by being more sacrificially generous to another family in some significant right. way. Mm-hmm. And then you know the third is 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 our prayer. Where is our prayer that serious that we know God can intervene with us and our children in a powerful way? Um, and do we have confidence in that? Do we rely prayer- on that?
0: Our prayer is what enabled us to have that detachment. Our prayer is what enables us to show mercy. It all—they right. all go together. That's right. All flow from one to another, and I think it's really important. What um, as we go forward is for us is that to use these life lessons to teach our children. Right. I think our, our obviously our children will never forget this. Right. Um, the only child that well, our daughter Emily, who's in Ireland, was not with us, but our son Pat was in. Um, was in Steubenville. He wasn't with us either. And I think he and his wife were like, ah, so they were calling us and wanted to check up on us and all of that. And he was worried too. But I think that it's really important that we use these life lessons to teach our children.
1: Yeah. Um, when, and, and, and whether it be your car's on fire or, or whatever might come up, loss of job or challenges right. or struggles. And it's like, you don't want to dump on your children, but, you know, by saying, you know, our response was God will provide God, will right. pr- God protected us. We trust in him. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're honest with what's going on in our lives, they create lasting lessons that our kids will never forget.
0: Because they're watching you. They're watching you. How do you respond to disaster? How do you respond to the loss of a life? How do you respond to loss of goods? How, how do I do this? Because they're looking at you because they want to know. How, how, they don't know. They don't know how to respond correctly. They don't know how to, you know, when these things happen, how do you take those bumps in life? And they're looking to you as a model for that. So I think it's very important that we don't ask God. We really are not in, none of us are in a position to ever ask God, why? Why are you doing this? But but it's a natural... It's a natural thing to ask.
1: And, and even like in this car, why, why us, Lord? I thought we were doing all the good things. I thought we were helping. I thought we were serving. Sure. You know?
0: um, but if you look in the book of Job, if you look in the last chapter of Job, we, we learn from that, that it's not ours to ask why. What we need to do is we ask God, what?
1: What do you want me to do with this?
0: Right. What do you want me to What do you want us to do now, Lord? Sometimes it's, what do you want me to do now, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah. How are you going to provide us? Ask the Lord. Ask him to show you his will
1: yeah.
0: will show you what does he want you to learn. right? And there are so many lessons. And I think that being that example to our children of, are you really walking the walk? Right. Are you really practicing what you preach? Hey, mom and dad, you tell us to practice detachment. Well, how are you responding to the fact that my two-year-old Apple computer was just destroyed in the right. fire? <laughs> you know, like, Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're watching us.
1: And, and and you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but we need to have the eternal perspective. We've talked about this before, um, but how do we look at our lives and the stuff that we are going through right. with the eyes of faith? Do we see beyond what's here and now? Uh, do we see the big picture? Do we see how this all fits in as part of God's plan? Because um, this this world is not what we're made for. You know, That's the right. stuff of this, this not our home. I mean, I had to, for the police report and insurance, I had to create a list of all the things we lost in the fire and we probably forgot things But there were thousands of dollars of stuff, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! I didn't realize we had that much stuff in this car."
0: (laughs) Again, I can't imagine people who have to do this for their house. Oh oh, Lord, please save us from that. (laughs) But 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 this
1: is not what we're made for. That's right. You know, so how are we both ourselves? Because our kids are watching us. How are we modeling this? How are we drawing them into this 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 bigger perspective? But this is about our eternal perspective that we need as parents.
0: And I think that those of you um, who are listening who have suffered who have um, gone through great losses, that suffering gives you a new perspective on on what we go through. Uh, The biggest loss we've had, which we've talked about in a different podcast before, was the loss of our nephew. Our nephew died in a car accident when he was 10 years old, or five years old, and it was 10 years ago, or 12 years ago. That whole experience, it was a great suffering, great suffering for my sister, obviously, and her husband. And that changed my perspective on life it totally has changed me forever. Yeah,
1: we are marked by that.
0: Yes, we are marked by that and i think god has taught us so much. So when you look at something like this, it's like, hey, it's this,
1: all in that's perspective, nothing. right?
0: You know, that's nothing compared to what my sister has lost and and i look at her and all of us and we're still surviving and she's happy and she yes, yes, yeah, she's lost her son, but it gives you that perspective of this is not our home. This is not our home and this is not all there is and knowing that gives us hope. Right. That's how we can have hope. Right. And we can say, "Lord, the trials of this life teach let me use these trials to come closer to you. I want to come closer to you because you are all that matters." And then then you kind of see your life differently. You know, you see the things of this world with a different perspective and how you live your life and the choices that you make,
1: right? And um, you know, as a, a wise friend said to me, you know, friends don't let friends drive flaming minivans. <laughs> so, so if you if that you're, sounds
0: like a Jake Schweniger thing, uh, I don't
1: know, no, somebody else. Um, but but uh, you, you know, we um, we have been through the fire. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah. um, you know, the, that's right. but the Lord has brought us out, you know, and, uh, and I think that our we, hearts
0: are ablaze, you that's know, right, that's right. <laughs> you know, we're
1: fanning the flame. I don't know. I'm just trying to <laughs> just milk this baby. Um, but, but the reality is, is our lives. Um, we all go through struggles. We all have loss. We all have suffering. And part of our journey is taking what is given to us as, and, and embrace it as a gift. That's right. And um, and so I hope in sharing the story that you can say, oh my gosh, look at how amazing both God is in protecting them, That's but right. how much the people of God, the body of Christ That's right. is in taking care of one another. And it really does. It convicts me about how we respond to our brothers and sisters in need. Um, And I hope that is for you and your family, that you can think of ways that you are investing more deeply in prayer, fasting, and showing mercy uh, throughout this Lent. And um, if you want to check out the video... It's pretty crazy. We'll put that up. There's an article that we, or I wrote, uh, we wrote for Alatea. And so I'll link to that as well. And if you want to sign up to be in the first group to hear about our membership site and our kind of summer fun uh, family retreat boxes that we're going to do, make sure you sign up uh, for our newsletter.
0: And it would be so awesome if you went and read that article on Alatea and if you shared it. Oh, yeah. um, And just kind of, let's try to get that, get that out there because you all are our best marketing you are our marketing firm and for all of our listeners the more that you share uh, things like the video in this podcast and the article that mike wrote and we're trying to reach lots of different segments but if you could help us to do that that would be awesome we would really really appreciate that and of course give us a review us on itunes and like us on facebook
1: yeah and until next time may the lord bless you and keep you